Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity in Denver on very shaky quads, Sarah. Don't even try to touch my thighs <laughs> right now because I might just melt into a puddle on the floor. Oh no, why is this? Why is this? Um, well, so I'm, I'm slowly getting back. I'm trying to make, I got new orthotics mm. um, with that are like, just, they look like they are UFOs. They've got so many arches and, and bumps and this and Do that. Do they have flashing lights on them? Do they rotate? <laughs> I wish they did. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I got those right before Thanksgiving and I'm working on, you know, getting back to running and just using my foot again and hopefully having it feel better. And so um, Orange Theory Fitness, which I've talked about before, is kind of a 60-minute strength training, rowing, treadmill um, situation, a pretty intense little class, and a new studio opened just like two miles from my oh, house. Oh, it opened. So, oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, um, so I finally went, I finally felt like I, my foot was in a good enough place to go, um, using that they have a bike. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a couple of bikes if you don't want to use a treadmill. So I'm not, I'm not ready to get on the treadmill yet, but anyway, so I went on Sunday for the first time. Might a, have been a day, a a day of rest, over. usually a day of rest, usually a Sunday. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I might've been a little hungover from uh, a little white elephant party oh, yeah. on Saturday yeah. night. But you sent a picture, you tweet when I was flying back from rock and roll San Antonio, you uh, texted a picture and you looked fabulous in that sparkly oh. skirt. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, and so, uh, so anyway, so, uh, anyways, like going to sweat it all out and kind of get some equilibrium back in my life. And, um, and so at the end, the guy was like, okay, we've got a special present for you or a special like, and, and it's this, um, song called Sally Up by Moby. What you do is you do squats to it, and so when he says it goes, bring Sally up, bring Sally down, and you go like down when he says down, and then up when you go up, when he says up, and so you do this like, and the song is like over three minutes long. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, and then and then there are these parts with that go on longer than you know you kind of get in a rhythm and you're like okay okay I can do this, and then and then the down part is like you know twice as long as a, is it, you know the rhythm what you would expect it to be with the uh-huh. rhythm. So uh-huh. anyway, so I sally up, sally down on Sunday, and um, <laughs> and I can barely walk. And it's on Thursday, and it's Thursday morning. No, that we're recording no, 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 this. But then I went again this morning. Oh, okay. And my friend Bina, who we've, I've talked about before, mm-hmm. um, is the teacher there, and so I went to her oh. class, and oh, she's like, oh, that. and I've got a special treat <laughs> for the end of class, and I was like. And I was, you know, of course, I didn't even think about it. Uh, I didn't, it didn't enter my head that it could be Sally up. But there we are again. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I am never coming back to this class again. My quads are going to fall off. I'm thinking, I'm thinking this, uh, this program must have been like, okay, let's commission a special song. Who should we get from? Okay, Moby. And it's going to have this thing. And we're going to do squats to it. So really, really promote it hard to your audience. Yeah, I think it must be. I mean, it's, but it was, it was fun. I mean, it's fun because everyone, and then like on the little, then the extended part people start clapping and stuff i mean it's, it's fun but yeah i'm gonna feel it i don't think i and and never mind that i'm like never gonna fit into my skinny jeans again my quads are gonna be like as wide as like a door frame 
<laughs> we're gonna but have anyway, to get that's you're, you're, you're 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 there because you while I'm sallying up, you're in the ER, right? Uh, so I did not go to the emergency room. Uh, so um, the reason that uh, someone from the Carney family went to the emergency room was John, my nine-year-old son, um, put his arm through a window last night. And um, so Jack, my husband, took him. So um, so the backstory is, for starters, um, it was the night of Jack's work holiday party. And the might I add, the only holiday party we were invited to. I've decided that Jack and I just must not be very pleasant people because just there's no holiday parties that we got invited to. So um, anyway, and I'm okay with that. Um, so <laughs> we could have an AMR holiday party on Skype. <laughs> sure, and, uh, we could just sally up. <laughs> so so we also Jack and I don't go out together all that often. So we left um, Phoebe, who's almost 13, in charge of her nine year old. Um, siblings and so this was that was maybe the fourth time this year that they that she has um quote-unquote babysat for them if they're your siblings is it babysitting that's what i want to know uh, yeah we're in the same position but yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay so so anyway so we go to this party and it's at um quite a loud boisterous place and so we don't hear our cell phones ringing but um oh, finally finally we do hear it and so jack and it's jack's phone and he like it's like what what phoebe what and he's like are you joking and um, so, oh no! Turns out that the paramedics were at our house. John, she oh said, John, gosh. John cut his arm pretty badly, and the paramedics are at the house. And so, so did she call nine one one? So she did. She, I, I have, I, I, I know. I'm just super proud of Phoebe that she. Um, I don't know yet whether she called us first or nine one one, but regardless, she called nine one one, and. Um, cause when it happened, um, it happened on the second floor. Daphne has a um, fairly large window le- on the door that leads into her room. And I don't have quite the full story, but it, you know, John admitted right away that he was angry. And so oh, I don't geez. know whether he was banging on the door and thought maybe banging on the window was a good idea or what, but he, um, put his arm through the window and, um, and Phoebe was downstairs you know, when the 911 operator told her to, you know, get a towel, or she probably already had a towel, and but told John to apply pressure to it. So we get home, and it turns out there had been a hook and ladder truck there and an ambulance. And, um, <laughs> and I'm not lying. I mean, it's good. It's good to be prepared. But yeah. It's just funny. Like, you yeah. pull up, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So by that point, the hook and ladder truck had gone, and, and our house is on a corner. So the ambulance was on the front street, and we pulled up on the side street. And so poor John, he's a pale boy to start with, and he was just white as a sheet and um but not crying and both girls they were very stoic and and um no you know they didn't seem upset and so um you know jack and i had already decided at the party that i said jack you know can you take him and um because i I just he handles situations like that you're you're not a hospital kind of girl sarah i'm not i you know i guess both of when he the only other time he had to go to the emergency room we both took him but he was younger then and so um so, um, yeah, so they were, they left at a uh, little after eight and they didn't get home until two thirty, oh, And geez. so they, um, sed- um, you know, gave them a drip sedation. And sure. so they had to do, um, five quote unquote deep sutures, meaning that they're below the surface of the skin and then 28, um, surface sutures. And then he had a small cut on his other arm. And so, um, had that and these are up by from like his elbow on the back side of like his um where his tricep is going up toward his armpit 
Oh my! So his his hand really went through the door. Yeah, and I'm not sure. You know, I I didn't want to delve too deeply into the details when the situation was you know right in our faces. So I don't know whether he put his elbow through or whether he put his hand through. And then and then maybe it got Mm. cut. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so you know, and I think he was a little worried that you know um, like he seemed worried that that we'd get mad at him. And it's like John, now is not the time for getting mad. Now is the time (laughs) to go get you some stitches. And so, but boy, this morning. He, you know, I decided, oh, John never stays up late, so he's staying home from school today. And um, so then, uh, like, five minutes before we were getting ready to go, he's like, okay, well, when are we leaving? And I'm like, John, you're not going to school. He's like, yes, I am. And he goes to get dressed. I'm like, no, 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 John, you're, you're staying home today. And he was really disappointed to have to stay at home today. So he's well, a tr- is it, does he have like visible like is it like a you know kids love casts I didn't realize it's not oh. a cast but is it a nice bandage situation where he the, has some the, you know, there is a bandage and we have to and it has to be changed I don't uh, I mean unless we send him to school like in a muscle tee you know <laughs> so um, uh, and <laughs> she owns a lot of those right yeah, right um, so I did have the wherewithal to um, text his uh, the father of his best friend they were scheduled to go to a parkour class on saturday and i'm like hey john won't be able to make it to the parkour class and so he, he can't do any um rigorous exercise involving his left arm and so we are having our cookie decorating party tomorrow after school and so last night when i was hanging out with the girls daphne goes will john be able to decorate cookies I'm like Aww, uh, daphne cute. yeah <laughs> it's not not that rigorous <laughs> so that's so um, funny oh, we're but, doing ours on sunday well we so. usually do do it around the same time but i do have to give a shout out to phoebe because not only did she you know know to call 911 and do that whole thing but she really kept it together and the moment jack and john walked out of the house she totally collapsed into my lap crying oh i'm sure and she was like it was really scary mom it was really scary and so then for about another th- 30 minutes after that like you know any detail of it mentioned she would start crying again oh little pumpkin give so, her a hug for me that's yeah, awful yeah but good i mean she's she did the right thing and of course yeah. i mean you know like that's pretty traumatic so oh yes oh oh my goodness and then and then oh my gosh daphne she um so you know it's her twin brother and um so, so uh maybe i don't know 40 minutes after they've left or something i'm like oh, okay you know let's just watch a little you know master chef junior to kind of calm us down a little <laughs> bit and, uh, let's focus on cooking and and um, so Daphne goes, you know, I almost uh, have forgotten about John by now. <laughs> and Phoebe and I both look at him and we go, Daphne, he's not dead. And she goes, she goes, no, I mean, now, uh, now I can stop being stressed. And I was oh, like, oh, I said, yeah, that's the important thing. I said, we got to really chill and, you know, take it down and just kind of relax. Because so, I was afraid we'd all be so amped up we wouldn't be able to sleep. But ultimately, um, I think the gals and I all slept really well. <laughs> we were a little drained. Um, yeah, well, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he's okay. Do they have, does he have to go get them removed? Um, so all I saw, the paperwork from the hospital was that um, I think he gets checked out by his doctor in three uh, three weeks and he has to get cleared by the doctor before he can um do any uh, strenuous exercise with his arm so but you know before he, before but, he can decorate cookies, yeah right? so but uh so and you know he he's the only child who doesn't play basketball and so his main winter things are parkour and dance and so i assume he can still dance so you know, just, just no windmill arms <laughs> that, keep, keep the tap hands no to our, uh, the jazz but, hands no butter long. churner yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh so today we're going to be joined by uh two guests uh we're going to be talking about the hows and whens and whys of hiring a coach so first up we are going to talk to angela Beckela, 
who is the mom of four-year-old boy-girl twins. Yay, twin powers activate. Um, she lives in Dover, New Hampshire. She blogs at Happy Fit Mama. And she is running the Honolulu Marathon uh, tomorrow as this podcast airs um, with her. She's part of, like us, she's part of the Saucony 26 Strong program and her cadet. And she will be running the Honolulu Marathon. And Angela ran her first half marathon six years ago at the age of 30. And now she is a running and strength training coach. Angela, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, good. And you are jetting off to Hawaii, what, tonight or tomorrow to run the Honolulu uh, Marathon? Yeah. Six o'clock tomorrow morning, we are leaving. So uh, I'm, I haven't even started packing yet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and, you, and you live in New Hampshire, so tell us how you get, I mean, that is a lot of time zones to get to Hawaii. So tell us how you get there. Uh, okay, so we leave Manchester, New Hampshire tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. and fly into Newark, and we have a short layover there, and then it's 11 hours and 10 minutes to directly to Honolulu. Oh, oh my well, gosh, that is... Well, I was going to say, well, that's good, but <laughs> glad you have a direct flight, but holy cow, that's half a day to get there. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was 12 hours, actually. So when I found out it was 11 hours and 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, that's not so bad. <laughs> it's all relative. Oh, my goodness. Exactly, yeah. Oh, my so, gosh. So do you, have a, do you have a plan for your snacks? And, like, are you wearing compression socks? Are you bringing a foam roller on the plane? I mean, holy cow. What do you, what, how are you going to take care of yourself? Uh, uh, my plan is to wear a lot of compression, so everything, my whole body, if I could. I wear a, a sausage, uh-huh, yeah. Uh, but just try to get up in the aisle, stretch. I'll be doing some yoga in the aisle. So I'm Sweet. apologizing to my fellow passengers if I do anything that embarrasses you because it's not going to embarrass me because I need to do it. Right. Down <laughs> or dog, it's always a winner. Just throw your ass right in somebody's face. It's not Yeah, exactly, like. exactly. He's my down dog. <laughs> wow. Because that, I mean, that's, that's um, a rough thing to do two days before a marathon. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I'm i not really uh, big on racecations. I've only done one, and this is the longest plane ride I've ever going to be on. I've wow. never been on the longest before with six hours. So this is a whole new experience for me. Yeah. yeah. And where's your um, cadet, your 26-strong Saucony cadet Kaylee coming from? Does she live in the same part of the woods as you, or does she live somewhere else? Yes. She, um, we're taking all our flights together. She only lives about 20 minutes away from me. So oh, we're sweet. doing this all together. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. And tell us uh, briefly, and then we'll get to the actual point of this podcast. But um, tell us how your training went. I mean, how you guys, how, 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 how is race day feeling minus the, you know, 12 hour flight to get there? Or I mean, excuse me, 11 minutes and 10, 10. or 11 hours yeah, yes, and 10 yes. minutes. Yes, yes. That's a huge difference. Don't forget that. Um, Kaylee has just rocked her training. It has just been amazing um, what she has done. Um, I met her about a year ago through another running friend, and when it came up about who to choose for um, the 26 Strong program, I I was trying to rack my brain. I'm like, okay, who do I know who is not on a marathon? Because mm-hmm. a lot of my friends have already done it. Mm-hmm. And she came to mind, and she's been, like, the perfect choice because she had done half marathons before. She loved them, but then she was kind of not sure what if she could actually do a full marathon. And um, during the whole training, and she recently did another half marathon as part of her training, I think her 
she's coming out of her shell. She's finding out that she has a lot of running potential. And it's just been amazing to see what she can do. She's hitting her paces and just blowing me away. I love it. She's doing so awesome. Awesome. Oh, good. Excited for you guys. Yeah. How do you yeah, say that? Aloha. Is that how you say it in Hawaiian? Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is aloha in Hawaiian, fun. right? Just uh, throw yeah. that out there. It sounds good. Yeah. 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 So, so as much as we could probably talk about Socketing 26 Strong the whole time, the reason we brought you on is to give us some input about the, the hows and whys and when to hire a coach. So, yeah. um, so t- tell us about you. How long have you been a running coach and what made you become one? Um, I'm fairly new. I just got certified in um, June of this year. And uh, the whole reason I wanted to do it was because, obviously, I love running and I love talking about running Mm -hmm. and just all the things that go into running. Um, But I felt like I, my background is in exercise physiology, so I have an understanding of body and I deal with people already in training. So I just wanted to incorporate the two, my two loves, you know, movement and running. Um, which they both are movements, but they're different ways. And um, it's just been really, really fun to help people out and reach their goals. And even though I've been doing it for a short amount of time, I feel like I've I've learned so much from my my, uh, people who are my uh, clients. They've taught me so much about running and what you you can do is just the power of trying. Mm. Sure, sure. Well, so, um, so do you have it? I mean, so given that we understand you've only been, you've only had your shingle out, your running coach shingle for you know six months. But do you have a typical client at this point? I mean, is it? Do you have mostly work with females or males? And is it? Um, yeah, talk about like their running ability and maybe what races they like to focus on. I mean, are you getting people that want to train for a five k or ten k, or is it typically the longer distance races? Typically, um, so far, it's mostly been all women. Mm-hmm. Um, and their their mothers, and um, I think they can kind of relate to me mm-hmm. um, with sure. similar backgrounds and things like that. So that probably was drawn them to contacting me. Um, but uh, currently, right now, I have one that is training for a marathon, and she wants to um, better her time. Um, she has a goal she wants to break, and she's done five marathons already, and she keeps on chopping away down to that goal, but she has yet to meet that goal, and she really wants to do it with her next marathon. And um, another one is a half marathon. So mostly it's the the longer distances. Haven't had a 5K yet or anything like that, but mostly it's the longer distances that people are looking for a coach so far from me. Mm-hmm. Sure. And uh, what, what kind of um, levels of runners are you, you know, are these people who have been doing it for a whole bunch of years, or are they more new into it? or? Um. It kind of varies. Some are within, like, the past couple of years, they've really gotten in serious about running, and um, they want to follow more of a plan and have someone kind of guide them about what they should be doing. Um, but and one has been running for 10 years, um, but she most recently got into actually competing in races um, within the last two, um, before she kind of just ran for the fun of it and exercise and weight management type of thing and then she kind of got bit by the the racing bug and decided that she wanted to really be competitive in it 
Nice. Well, and so um, I'm curious, or people are curious, the next coach that we're going to talk to is Brianna Bamer, who um, coached mm-hmm. both Sarah and I. Um, and so she works right. for Training Peak. So that's kind of a coaching machine, right? They have all the um, the software and the app and all that kind of stuff. How do, how do you mm-hmm. work with clients? I mean, do you work with them mostly online or in person? How do you get them to kind of track their workouts and make sure that you guys are? Um... Well, I have, um, I do, can do it both ways. I do it online um, for people who aren't in the area where I live. And it's mostly we just communicate via email or um, I'll set up like a Google Doc and have their plan on it and they'll write down their actually what they did for um, the run, each prescribed run or workout. Um, so we communicate that way, do it via text. Um, and then in person, uh, we'll have meet-up times, like every two weeks we'll get together, mm-hmm. do a run, talk about things, how training is going. Um, and if they have any questions about fuel, we'll just kind of go through that type of stuff. So I kind of go... I have both options, and um, so far, mostly, I've done in-person, but um, the online stuff, I've kind of done a hybrid, too, so people have been close to the area, a little online, and then maybe meet up, like, once or twice during, like, a 12-week training plan. Wow. So, that I mean, that's special to have a coach meet up with you and give that sort of personal attention. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's huge, because um, you get to actually see that person running so you can kind of be like, okay, you know, stand up taller or, you know, don't slouch over or widen your, your stride a little bit or pick up the pace a little bit. You know, it's mm-hmm. just those little tweaks that you can do in person rather than saying, okay, here's your plan, go follow it type of thing. Well, and so you talked about when you physically see them in person, you know, how you can kind of help improve their running form. But what do you see as a coach that maybe they can't see if they're just following a static training plan? Um, how much do you adjust, say, I mean, say like, oh, maybe they're supposed to run 11 this weekend and their three runs during the week were not as spry as you had hoped. And so maybe you dial it down to nine or something like that. I mean, how, when do you make that call and what do you use to, like, how do you bring in your coach's perspective? Right. So definitely like after each workout, I'll ask, you know, how did it feel? Like, did you feel strong? Was anything hurting? Stuff like that. So if they are saying that, you know, I just was working my butt off and I cannot hit the paces, you know, maybe we need to dial down the the long run and and just take it a a mile off just so they can kind of regroup. Or I'll look at what they did and say um, for their speed workout, they, like, just blew away the prescribed speed. They are going super fast, and there was, like, no effort. But then we'll change the the workouts from then on, you know, like, okay, we know you can do that speed, so let's improve on that rather than saying, okay, that was just a one-time deal type of thing. So those adjustments, I mean, based on – how they feel, if they're sick, if something's hurting, you know, if they're saying their knee hurts, then we'll say, okay, well, let's bag the long run um, outside. Let's go to the pool instead. So something like that, just to have someone be like, okay, it's okay to go off the plan. Let's change it. You're not ruining your whole training um, type of thing. So it's kind of, kind of get like a neutral perspective rather than, I know personally myself, I live and breathe by a training plan. So, if it's me, I'm like, I'm going to run that no matter what. But if sure. I have a coach telling me, okay, your knee was hurting, lay off, do non-impact workouts, I'll listen to that rather than 
having my own self be like, forget it. I'm doing whatever I want. Yeah. So, and do you feel your role is also from listening to you talk about that? It occurs to me that maybe your role is like part kind of psychologist or, you know, um, kind of. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Definitely. Because you're a sounding board. I mean, if they're having a bad day at work and they couldn't shake it off when they were running, you know, it's going to maybe affect their paces. So if you can get them to talk about it, then it's going to help their running in the long run. And they'll maybe they'll feel better too about whatever is bugging them. Mm-hmm. So you definitely have to think all facets of running, not just my legs moving, but how the brain's working too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so how do you, how do you suggest uh, mother runners find a coach and then kind of once they find maybe some candidates that they think seem right, how do they, how does, you know, how do you know that there's the right match there? Uh, definitely, I'd say recommend having at least a personal phone call. Um, see if, like, your styles match. Um, if you don't like someone, like, saying, do this workout, making it hard for you, maybe a hardcore coach isn't your deal. Maybe you need someone who's going to be like, okay, I need to talk. You want a softer approach. So you can kind of get that feel from a personal phone call. And um, just so you can, I think I prefer a phone call first or meeting in person just to get a feel for that person and what their goals are. Because if I feel that their goals are way, 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 way too far advanced right now and I can kind of suggest something smaller at first, if they go for it, then I think that is a better communication rather than being like, oh, sure, yeah, you can do it, and then setting them up for failure. So definitely having a good rapport between each other is a good thing. Well, I think it's really honest. I mean, one of the things that I did with Bree, and and we can talk about, but I mean, I I laid out my schedule, and I said, listen, I cannot – you know, do two workouts a day. I don't want, A, I don't want to do that. And B, like, I just physically do not have the time to do that. So, you know, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, so one of the things that was great was that she accommodated that, even though that's not a typical Ironman training schedule, she said, okay, well, all right, we're going to work with that and we'll get you going in a different way. Like there's always, you know, she says there's another way to skin a cat. And so if you meet with you in person and you say, you know what, I can only really run four days a week, you know, and you, and you understand that and you, and you do understand that because you're a mother runner, you know, right. and then, you know, just making sure that, that you're up front and not being like, Oh yeah, with my coach. Yeah. I mean, I've got an hour or seven days a week. I can do that, you know? And then right. what happens exactly. is it's like frustration on both ends because the coach is angry or not angry, but frustrated that, you know, the progress isn't being made. And then you're, mm-hmm. and then the athletes like, Oh wait, how am I ever going to do all this? You know? Right, right, right. Exactly. It's a two-way street. You have to have a good conversation between each other um, constantly because things come up. We're all busy. We all have schedules. And if the coach is thinking, okay, seven days a week or five days a week, you're going to be doing workouts and you travel a lot for your job day to day, say you have an hour commute each way, but how are you going to be able to do that? You know, there's going to be things that come up. So it's definitely to have a good, good um, rapport. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And similarly, I'm just talking and then because it came up, I just want to bring it up because it's in my head. But um, I mean, the other thing too, that I think is important when you meet with a coach and you get the right person is that you like look long-term down the schedule. Right. And you probably do this, Angela, but like, you know, like traveling, I'm going to be gone this weekend. I cannot run long or, you know, this is my Mm -hmm. son's 10th birthday. I can't do it then. And so that the coach has, you know, because you guys probably do like a master plan and then, and then tweak it as need be. Right. 
Right, exactly, yeah. Like, I want to know, okay, do you have any races lined up in this 12 weeks that we're going to be working together besides the big goal? Um, are you have a big event like uh, a wedding or, you know, you're going to be out of town or on vacation or something like that? So that all factors into definitely a whole training plan. So, um, so I think a lot of people listening might be thinking, yeah, yeah, a coach would be really awesome, but uh, the family budget, you know. And so, right. so um, Nicole, who was on our Ragnar team last year, um, sh- and who just ran Philadelphia as um, as we did as part of the Socketing Twenty Six Strong program, she's seriously considering hiring a coach to qualify for Boston, and she wants to know mm-hmm. um, if. You know, and, and this doesn't have to be necessarily for you, but maybe what you've heard from other coaches. Is a coaching fee negotiable? Like, can an athlete maybe opt out of certain types of involvement if she's on a tight budget? Or is it just the fee and that's what it is? Oh, no, definitely. I know personally what I do, um, there's lots of options. Um, if you wanted to be like, like uh, uh, say you wanted to do... Uh, a 10 week instead of a 12 week. So there's different tiers as far as time. Um, there's, I know uh, quite a few coaches who will adjust based on income too. Mm. So if you don't make a certain amount of money as a family, then they'll give you a, a discount as well. Um, or you could opt to just get a plan and not have any type of contact as, along the way. Mm. So rather- Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love, for free, because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel anytime. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a 6- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com slash AMR. That's BarkBox.com slash AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email, or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely, hardcover, keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit storyworth.com slash AMR when you subscribe. That's storyworth.com slash AMR. Other than going online, typing in your information, getting some generic uh, plan, at least a coach can set up this plan for you, knowing your strengths and, we- strengths and weaknesses, 
and um, your schedule mm-hmm. and just give you the plan, but no further contact. So there's options, definitely options. Oh, that's good. That's good to know. I, I guess I sort of mm-hmm. wasn't aware of, uh, particularly of the ability to to just get a customized training plan and and not have that um, daily or perhaps weekly contact with with a coach. So that's good to know. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely an option. Yeah. So, um, any other things uh, that you think maybe we haven't touched on that's important for mother runners to know before we let you get to your packing? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to prolong it. Well, I've, it's been quite busy in <laughs> morning. It's been a crazy morning. Um, but uh, I just think uh, if you really want to know your potential or if you're questioning, like, what am I doing? I don't really know what I'm doing with running. I really think a coach is vital, and it's a neutral party in a way to kind of look back at what you're doing right now and where you can improve and see your potential. So if you really – have a goal that you want to reach, I think a coach is is a good way to go about it. And not just in keeping you going on the program, but also injury prevention. I think it's huge because a lot of times you get so focused on the plan and and you maybe push yourself a little bit too much, whereas a coach can look at it and be like, okay, hold back on that. You don't do more than you have to type of thing. So it's, it's good on, in that sense too. That's awesome. So Angela, if, if people want to reach out to you um, about your coaching services, where is the best place to contact you or how is the best place? They can go to my blog, happyfitmama.com and um, contact me via email. And pretty soon I should have a coaching um, tab up on my blog too, but email, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, hit me up and we'll start a conversation. What's your, remind us, uh, are you your happy fit mama on Twitter? I'm on everything, yeah. Happy Fit Mama on everything. Okay, and, and she's that's, just a happy fit mama. Yeah, that's and what that's, she is. That's, that's Mama M A M A. So, um, yeah, correct. Um, well, mahalo, uh, Angela. And... <laughs> there it. We're done. We have to end now because we've run out of our wine. Our wine works late. Late. I got it. <laughs> oh, yeah, tomorrow I will get laid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You will. You will. Well, After have a, have a ball and. Uh, uh, and good luck and ho- happy running into 2015. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to have been here and help you. And then I can't wait to see what 2015 brings. Yes, us too. Yeah, great. All right. Bye-bye. All right, bye. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So next, we're going to be talking with Brianna Bamer, who is an endurance coach with Training Peaks, who lives in Colorado with her two furry babies, two cats, and Brianna. And her husband. Yes. She has a husband, too. Yes, and who the cats love better than they love her, even though. Wait, you said you weren't going to say that. <laughs> the truth comes out. I know. Cats um, love him. So, so. Because you tried to get him to sign up for an Ironman and they didn't want to. They don't swim. Cats don't swim, Brie. I know. I remember, remember I have a fat cat. Remember you've seen oh, him. Yeah. He's, he's... 
<laughs> he's very so he won't even do a 5k so he's like no. dude all she wants to do is coach me enough already <laughs> right <laughs> so uh so brie was um her name might sound familiar because she coached dimity for iron man and uh, helped me this fall to reach another boston qualifying marathon time so um so because of that brie you since we both hired you to um reach really banner goals for us you know, what do you see as the benefit of hiring a coach for a big goal race? Well, first I want to say that, um, a lot of people probably don't think about having a coach when they, they feel like their goal isn't a Boston qualifier or something like that. You know, they think, Oh, it's only for those things. I do. I do want to clarify that. I do think coaching is for any level, you know, um, certainly I've been fortunate to have, coaching throughout my athletic career, both in high school. And then I was fortunate to run in college and I'm coaches. And I think most people have never experienced that. And so just the, the mere fact of having somebody to help you reach a goal, um, even if it's not to get to this massive event that people kind of put up on a pedestal, um, it doesn't mean that, you know, trying to PR in a race isn't a big goal. Um, and so anybody can benefit from a coach. Um, certainly when you're trying to reach something that's kind of a stretch thing or something that you've just never done before. And you, you think, I don't know if I can do this. Um, certainly any sort of plan will get you from point A to point B, but the point of a coach is, can I get from point A to point B as fast as I can actually get there? Um, and being able to make good decisions on how to get there is very difficult. I think even for myself being a coach, I can't make good decisions for myself. I need someone else on that outside objective position to make good decisions for me. Um, so, and that's, that's one of the huge benefits of having a coach. I mean, a plan can be very well laid out, but if you wake up in the morning and don't feel very good, what are you going to do about it? And that's where the coach can come in. The coach can also really look deep at how you're progressing and make those micro changes that are needed to get you towards the, your very best. Um, so I think that's, you know, I mean, obviously regardless of what the goal is, that's what the value of that coach can be to reach this, the stretch goals that you have for yourself. And it, cause it could just be run the best 5k you can at the age of 45. Um, and to have somebody help you get to your best is where a coach can be helpful. In our, in our newest book, Tales from Another Mother Runner, uh, we have a woman, Bethany Meyer, talking about hiring a coach, and she hired him to train for Ragnar, and where she wasn't mm-hmm. looking to PR or, you know, or even run that fast, but just to be able to do the miles in kind of an odd situation, you know, be able to run three times in 24 hours or so. And um, what she talked about, and I think what mother runners really can appreciate, is that it takes the thinking out of it. You know, you don't have to think about it. It comes, especially with training peaks. You know, you get an email every day with your day's workout today and tomorrow's. So you have an idea of what to plan for. Um, And when things go wrong, it's not on your, it's not on your plate to fix. You're like, Hey coach, guess what? (laughs) My ACL feels like crap. And uh, I need to, I need to take, you know, I need to make a 90 degree turn. How are we going to do this? And then all of a sudden, it's your job, Brie, to make that work and not like, right. I, I mean, I can worry about being injured, but I don't have to worry about still getting to the starting line. Right, right. And it's too like looking at all the information throughout your training to make those decisions. You know, you as an athlete sometimes might think things are going a certain way. And again, the coach is the one who can kind of look a little bit deeper. Um, and I always say people will often underestimate what they can do as well. I mean, I've worked with 
I mean, both of you are perfect examples of, you know, through training, you realize, okay, you can go faster than you think you can, you know, and you're looking at the data one way, but a coach is there to actually open your eyes to things that you may not have seen. Um, and then the same thing that you're saying, Dimity, like when you come upon a little bump in the road, how are you going to react? I mean, the plan, a, a plan you purchase sometimes won't, or just reading a book isn't going to tell you what to happen what happens when on this day you wake up and your ACL feels not so good. Um, so you can say it like crap. It's okay to say like, crap. yeah, like crap. <laughs> okay. it's, a, it's a PG 13 show. Oh, okay, I mean, okay. I could have, I could have made, made it a lot worse. And I'm, so. I'd like it's to a, also say that our books, you know, do answer all the questions, but other books we realize, you know, don't, don't. Right. So. And, we, and, and train like a mother does have a bike plan, which I use quite effectively. So we, we do kind of um, allow for injuries, but um, oh, that said, coaches are much more nimble and can kind of get it going. Yeah. Right. And I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I think at the end of the day um personally like if you just want to finish an event and you want to kind of just get i mean you can get very far with with you know the good guidance that's a little bit more tailored but not necessarily 100 percent to you but if you truly want to be your best get your very very best that's where a coach can help i mean truly that's what a coach can do because they can take that next level and really pay attention to the finer details um yeah. Great. Well, so tell us a little bit about Training Peaks. Um, since we just posted several half marathon and marathon training plans on yes. the site, which also has a very dynamic app. Um, yes. Our app's so, cool. um, <laughs> yeah. So tell us briefly about the levels of guidance available on Training Peaks, starting with just, you know, a, a more static training plan all the way up to, you know, very tailored coaching. Right. So, I mean, first, like you can just sign up for Training Peaks as an athlete and just track what you're doing. So at the very base level, you could sign up for a free account and just log your stuff and see how things are happening. You may not know exactly what it all means, but you can start tracking it. Um, and, I mean, the basic level is tracking there, your mileage and stuff like that, right? There is um, a lot of data. I'd like I mean, to, I'd like to the GPS. Yeah. I mean, it is like slice and dice and yeah. procrastinate and slice and dice some more and procrastinate some more. I mean, you're like, oh yeah. And you're, what is it? Natural graded pace or something. I'm like, what the hell is natural graded pace? And it's like, what, what is that? Oh, I so love NGP. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah nor- normalized graded pace is what oh, it is. Oh, normal. Um, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, that's okay. And, and what that actually does is, um, you know, in, in layman's terms, it, it says, if I were to run this effort that I just ran up a hill on flat ground, what, what would that pace have been and what would have felt like? So if I run up this mountain at nine minute pace, that might actually be what seven minute pace feels like on flat ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just helps you recognize the effort that you're putting out. And then that actually is put into a lot of other equations that allow both you as an athlete and a coach understand how difficult a workout was. Um, because we all know you go out for a flat run or you go out for a hilly run, there's a difference in the effect that it had on your body. So I love NGP because it does help me understand how I effectively executed hills or how, how difficult that run was for me. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you took that example from my Pikes Peak training, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah, I was exactly. running nine, nine, nine minute miles up Pikes Peak. And so I really, yep. I'm more like a six minute mile yeah. runner. Yeah. Exactly. You, Tim, you said you weren't going to brag about that. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> lies, okay. all lies. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So I totally interrupted you, but I'm good at okay. that. So, so you started with, you can just put it in, it's free for you and you can just kind of look at your data and analyze it. So that's kind of the ground, the base level. And then where does training peaks go from there? Um, the next point that a person could engage is they could purchase a plan. So like what you guys have done, you've put um, training plans on training peaks and it's up to the co- We're just a, a content site. We're not 
we're not, um, we're ag- you know, agnostic in terms of methodology. So any coach can go in and put training plans on the Training Peak site, and it can be as advanced or as minimalist as the coach wants it to be. So they, you know, a person can go and buy that plan. Um, it will then get uploaded into the Training Peak site, and they will see what they have to do. They will get that daily email with their plan, and then they can track against the plan. Um, and there's lots of really cool things in Training Peaks to help you kind of see how well you're following a plan. So there's some color coding, as you know. Mm-hmm. If you do something and execute it as the plan has asked, your workout turns green. Oh, if you haven't, I love there it are when it does colors. that. Yeah. I know. And I definitely have people like, it didn't turn green. Ah. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, so there's, and then there's, of course, lots of um, dashboards and charts that you can go from very simple to see things like your daily mileage all the way to um, things like seeing your best paces, which I love. Um, I love overlaying best paces. So if you do, for example, the run, run, another run, mother runner um, finish it plan one year and then do the own it plan the next year, you, you maybe could say, well, what were my best paces during this plan? at the same time last year and Mm. compare it to your best paces this year and see if you're improving. Mm. Um, So there's cool things like that. Um, And then the final level that you can take is to actually hire a coach like you guys did. And Training Peaks is then utilized as a medium for the coach to communicate and plan for the athlete on a much smaller, more individualized scale. So now that you're not purchasing a plan that was already written, you're actually having a coach handwrite workouts for you, um, depending on the coach. I mean, every coach is different, um, weekly, monthly basis. So, 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 um, I don't want to speak for Dimity, but, um, I know that one thing I loved about having a coach and particularly having you Brie as a coach was to give me a race strategy and that took, took so much pressure off of me to be told what I was capable of, you know, going into that, you know, you getting me to my very best or getting, and then, and then to be able to execute the plan with confidence on race day. So, um, you know, that, that again, to what Dimity was saying, you know, it takes a lot of the pressure off and, um, you know, then don't have to do any thinking. And then, so could you talk about the role of a coach that a coach plays during the taper and on race day? Yeah. And that's, that's actually, that's such a great value of having the coach. I'm glad you brought that up, Sarah. Um, you know, the coach is there guiding you the entire way they, they see your training. And they, like I said, they see the, the glimpses of all the different things that you can do. And so come race day, the value is truly any coach is going to tell you what you're actually capable of. And I know Dimity, like, you know, that I gave you with Ironman being such a long day. And even Sarah, we had, we had scenarios, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Dimity, you had three different scenarios that I, I knew were all possible. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that great day scenario was absolutely possible from your training. And you executed your great day scenario on every single piece. And your run was your, your good day scenario, right? So, no. I mean, I only, it was only 66%, man. I got to go back and do no. it again. Actually, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You were actually faster than your great day bike, remember? Um, oh, okay. All right. All yeah. Right. So, 70%. Right. But so you see how, like, that all comes from just looking. I mean, it's, it's all reasonable. It's, you know, at the end of the day, the coach is going to tell you what they know is possible. And so, Sarah, like you said, um, it takes a lot of pressure away because then you can go, okay, I know this is possible. Mm-hmm. I, I go out and I just execute my plan and it takes away a lot of pressure and unknown. I, I'm afraid of the unknown where you go, and I'm sure most people who haven't had a coach or don't have an idea of what they're capable of, they kind of get to the start line and they're like, I don't know how fast to go out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what pace I should hit. 
X mile at. I don't know what I should do if I start to cramp. Like there's all those things that come into play. And so the coach via coaching you has learned you as an athlete, your strengths and your weaknesses, and hopefully has worked on all of those. Um, so that come race day, they give you the full, it's not just what pace you're running, but what's, what are you going to do when this happens? Okay. We know this has happened in training. What are we going to do about it? We've, we've handled it there. Here's how we're going to handle it on race day. Because at the end of the day, I've said this so many times to athletes, race day is just glorified training day. It's what you've done every single day. It's just somebody happens to be watching and there's a finishing clock, right? I mean, <laughs> otherwise it's no different than what you've done every single day. Um, and so when you think of it that way, then it's just executing what you've done day in and day out and having all the backup plans that you've experienced in training. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, I mean, and you were, co- you coached me several times. I mean, not just for Ironman, you helped me with Pikes Peak and you were helping me actually with, um, Oh, I can't remember now what it was, but, um, but I remember that it was when I was coming back to running and, uh, and I was doing the Denver half rock and roll. Um, and you, you know, I thought a two Oh five half marathon is what I was capable of or somewhere in there. And you kind of, that's what we kind of decided. And you were so like, <laughs> you were a bully almost. You were like, Dimity, do not get ahead. I want you starting with a two ten pacer and do not get ahead of the two Oh five. Do not, right. do not. And I was like, and, and I mean, you know, if I, it's it's very normal and you know to to want to just get ahead because you're like oh i feel so good at the beginning so and i knew that i had to be accountable to you and say right. mm-hmm. I, I did what you said and mm-hmm. guess what i did is i got to run faster than 205 because i sped ahead of them at the end if i'm remembering correctly but i may yeah. not be you know but it's just it's it's that accountability you know mm-hmm. and it's it's the same thing that happens with with workouts you know like you know it, it, we're good at letting ourselves down we're the only one responsible for getting out of bed it's easy right. to say eh, not so much today but when i knew that i wanted that square to turn green or i knew that you were depending upon me to or you wanted you weren't depending upon me but you were anxious to see the results of a bike yeah. ride or whatever you know like that's it's this nice level it's not it's not like harsh pressure but it's this nice gentle pressure that kind right. of takes the pressure off you almost yeah and right. I, I, like I, I said to Bree after the Philadelphia marathon which you know came on six weeks on the heels of Victoria so Bree helped me um, recover smartly and then amp uh, slightly back up again and that I was having trouble finding motivation in Philly and I just thought that I envisioned Bree next to me with her hand gently on my lower back and just pushing me pushing me through that that just I thought you know she believes in me and and you know just knowing that she was out there gave me the encouragement um in almost a, a physical way to keep going yeah, so that's awesome sir and I think too like you hit on the deeper part of coaching that I feel like so coaching obviously it's it's part getting a goal but it's part relationship too mm-hmm. and I think people don't realize like there's this relationship that that you have to look for in a coach and then it it then builds to something like a partnership. You know, you are doing this together and you're trying to get to this end goal together. And that actually makes, makes the whole experience, I think something different than if you were doing it on your own. Um, and, and it's not that, you know, like obviously you have training partners and people you meet with and the, and you get certain things from them, but there's definitely something special about a coaching relationship. And I, I encourage people who have never had that. I mean, like I said, I was really lucky to have that in college and high school. If you've never experienced that, um, it's something to experience, you know, where you have this partnership and, and working together um, so that, you know, come race day, it's not just you out there, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not. Well, and this should have been asked a long time ago, um, like more of an introductory question. But I think let's just lay it out. If I am looking for a coach, what questions am I asking her? Like, what are the basic stuff that um, I have to know if, if this relationship is going to work? Right. So you have to know yourself what you, you know, you as an athlete 
um, need, you know, so where, you know, when I think about coaching, what do I need from a coach to feel like I'm getting the progress I want and the feedback I want? So I first like write down what are the things that are important to me? Cause everybody's different. You know, some people, it might, it might be the details, other people, it might be the nurturing. Um, and then the next thing is to ask a coach what their philosophy is in training. You know, um, what, what do they, what do they think about in terms of volume and all the things that go into training? And it, it might not be that you necessarily need to agree with them. It's more that you feel comfortable with how they reach their conclusions in training. So just ask them some of those nitty gritty details of how do they coach and what is their philosophy and, and what do they do if you get injured and things like that. So, um, that's really important. Um, and then if you, if you need things like nutrition and other aspects of training, ask them what they do for those things. Um, cause that's, you know, obviously if that's important to you, you want to ask the coach. I mean, certainly, obviously if budget is something I would always, probably my first question is how much do you cost? Um, before I even ask the coach their philosophy and uh-huh. all the other things, sure. because if you can't afford them, don't, don't waste your time. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and there are definitely varied types of coaches and how much you would pay. And, um, rightly so, you know, I mean, there's some very well-renowned coaches that cost a lot and they certainly deserve to cost a lot. So, uh-huh. What's kind of what's kind of the range one could expect for a coach? Um, for running. Hold on, hold I on, would... hold on, hold on. There was awful feedback on that. Yeah, the echo. Bree, are you still wearing headphones? Yeah, I'm wearing headphones. Yeah. Huh. Um, Good old Skype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dim, are you on there? I'm on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 So. Okay, so we'll be silent for a second, then I'll just add. So speaking of price, what is kind of the range someone can expect to pay for a coach, Brie? Um, I would say for running, you could expect to pay anywhere between 100 and $200 a month um, in general. Um, I, I don't know how many people listening triathlon, it's going to be more. You know, triathlon, you definitely are going to see coaches all the way up to $500 a month. Um but running is such a simple sport. <laughs> I know it is. And I know some really good coaches that only charge $50. Um, they just, it, it does really range. Um, but I think in general, you know, good coaches will be around a hundred to $200 a month. Mm-hmm. And rightly so you're getting, um, monthly feedback, you're getting phone calls from them. They're planning. If you, I always try to, to remind people, think about how much time the person's spending on you, how many hours per week they're probably spending writing your plans, um, looking at your data, talking to you on the phone, and then average that out to an hourly rate, wage, and you'll see that it's actually quite reasonable. Right, so. right. Coaches need to you know, wage a strike or something to get higher hourly wages. That, I that's, know, that, right? I, particularly, I think, in with emails and texts and all that oh, stuff yeah. that, you know, it's. I sort of expect that coaches feel like there's not many boundaries to be like, hey, you know what? It's dinner time. I'll get back to you later. It's Your workout's not until tomorrow, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and there's some people who will definitely, you know, I mean, there are coaches that will set limits. I know some coaches that are super strict. They'll say, like, only so many emails and phone calls and things like that. Mm. Um, but you know, on the flip side, you know, you're going to have the whole range. And that's something to also ask a coach. I mean, it's a perfect example. Like how often can I talk to you? Do you mm-hmm. have limits, um, in terms of phone calls and texts and things like that? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think also, I mean, sometimes that, that is definitely, um, it's, it's, you know, it impacts a family budget as we were talking about earlier, but oh, yeah. if you think about it as, 
you know, four months and you do have a big goal or, you know, I mean, Ironman was a longer period of time, but I mean, it's, it's, it's not like you have to have them year round, you know, you have them for four or five months and then, and then you're done. Right. Right. I mean, I think it's definitely, I mean, if you have a big goal and you're putting in the time and effort to train for it, you're going to most likely be traveling to this event. Um, it's at, you know, big picture, it's a small drop in the bucket for that big goal that you're trying to achieve. Um, I, I guarantee I've talked to people, I guarantee we spend more money monthly on coffee at Starbucks than you would on a coach. Sure. You're not talking to me. I don't know what you're talking about. No idea. I know. Look at your, look at your monthly credit card bill. And I bet you can find a hundred to a hundred, $200 of, you know, discretionary spending. Yes, Absolutely. So if people want to reach out to you directly, Brie, or see if you have some expertise in finding a coach, what, how do we, how do they reach, reach you? Um, they can certainly reach me directly at my email, um, which is Brianna, B-R-I-A-N-A at trainingpeaks.com. And I'm happy to talk to them. Um, Training Peaks actually does have a coach match service where we can help match you up with coaches, um, but also can just send you um, resources to coaches in your area. Some people like having local coaches. Some people don't mind having coaches. That's another question, obviously, to be asking is where's the coach located? Um, That's one of the beauties of using an online system like a Training Peaks is that you can communicate anytime, Mm -hmm. anywhere with your coach. Um, but they can email me directly at Brianna at trainingpeaks.com and um, I can definitely direct them to what they need. Good. Perfect. Good, good, good. Well, well thank you. It's always a delight to talk with you. Oh, thanks, ladies. Yeah, thank you. I, I love love chatting. <laughs> Take care of those kitties, those yeah. fat kitties. I, I know. <laughs> it's tough work, you know. Come on. They sleep all day, they eat, and then they cuddle. <laughs> Just like our kids. Oh, my gosh. Exactly yeah. like our kids. Don't you wish, right? Yeah. <laughs> all righty. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, ladies. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Wow, Dim. So I think we now both need to to get, you know, uh, a goal, get a goal race and, and oh. hire some coaches, right? Oh, no, it makes me tired thinking about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so funny because I was like, oh, I want to go back to being coached. Oh, really? Oh, I'm, I'm feeling like, uh, well, it's mostly because my foot, you mm-hmm. know, I'm not really, I don't want any pressure of somebody like trying to push me where I'm not comfortable being pushed right now, yes. which obviously, you know, with the right coach, it wouldn't be, but um Yes. But yeah, it's time. You know, you need a break. You need a break. It's December. Yes. So, yes. um, but so yeah, so we want to recap, right? Our races this year. And we want to hear from our listeners about their best races and maybe worst races. Cause that's always fun to hear about too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So instead of looking forward, if you want to look back on, uh, and share, um, an anecdote about a race that you had in 2014, we would love to hear about it and share it on, an upcoming podcast. And the way to do that is to call our Google voice number, which automatically goes to voicemail. So um, you can call it anytime. You can call in the middle of the night, whatever. No one will hear it ring. But yeah, it we won't st- pick up, promise. Yes, we'll yes. Turn the spot. yes. So um, that number to share um, a race moment from 2014 with us is to call 470-BADASS-1. And that is 470-223-2771. Again, 470 470- Two two three two seven seven one, and please start out your message by saying your name, where you're calling from, and how many kids you have. And, and what? And when, when do we have to hear from them by? Right, because we're recording this next week, right? Yes, we are. We're recording on Wednesday, 
the seventeenth. Um, so we would need to hear from you all by uh, the end of day Monday, the fifteenth. And we really, really want people to call in. I, it seems yeah, in the don't it seems, be shy. Yeah, don't be shy. Yeah, it seems in the past <laughs> that when we've asked people to call in and you know leave audible messages for audible.com or whatever that they're they're hesitant to do it. So please just jump on and you know. This is a, it's a chance to toot your own horn or tell make us laugh or whatever. Yes. I mean, we just want to hear about a good race or a bad race or a race in 2014. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can talk as long as you want. We've got editing skills. So <laughs> so don't feel like it's, you know, we're not putting you on the spot. Trust me, people want to hear your voices. We get sick of hearing our own voices. So yeah. what's that number again, Sarah? Y- yes, that number again, Dimity. <laughs> <laughs> we're on an AMR pledge drive right now. What's that number again? <laughs> it's a 470-BADASS-1. That's 470-223-2771. Um, and thank you for your support. <laughs> we're at Um, anyway so yeah let's wrap this puppy up all right so um please like us on facebook we are run like a mother the book please follow us on twitter and instagram we are at the mother runner Uh, visit our websites anothermotherrunner.com our store site is motherrunnerstore.com and if you get your order in by the 20th we can still get it to you there by the time santa comes down your chimney because we'll send the package priority so and then our books run like a mother train like a mother and tales from another mother runner are available on amazon.com and whether you have a coach watching your back or not many happy miles to you aloha aloha